I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Broadcasting live from the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Armstrong and Getty. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Now, now we're underway. Isn't it fine and lovely to be together, friend? Live from somewhere or other. Uh, dimly lit room. It's Friday. Friday. And uh, today we're under the tutelage of our general manager. Newsome and DeSantis, two titans of our time. Do you have any idea? <laughs> They've debated last night on Sean Hannity's show on Fox. Do we have any idea how many people watch that? I do not Yet. have any idea of that. No. Keep, keep an eye out, Katie, for some ratings on that. I'll be interested to see. If more people watch that, I have a feeling more people watch the Golden Bachelor finale than Newsome and DeSantis on Sean Hannity. I can promise you that. Yeah. Yeah. You'd think in this uh, computer age there would be some software, as the kids call it, that could just keep track of how many people were tuned in and then spit the number out. Software, as the kids call it. <laughs> uh, yeah, you would think that we would know that more or less instantly now. It's actually harder now than it's ever been before because you don't know. You get ratings of who watched on TV, but I didn't. I never watch anything on TV. I watch everything on my phone. Like 99% of, higher than that of what the news I watch is on my phone. Oh, news. Okay, I was going to say, don't you have a new giant TV? Yeah. I still watch it. Does it sit TV. lonely on the wall? My kids watch it, but I don't ever watch it. Uh, but, yeah. um, but you, you know, did they have a way to measure all the people that watch on their phone like I do? Or iPad or whatever? I don't know. Uh, sure, but it takes a while, which is my Why? point. It seems odd. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Um, so did you watch the whole DeSantis Newsom debate? I did not watch the whole thing, no. I tired of it. <laughs> <laughs> An hour and a half is a long time. That's what I was saying yesterday. 90 minutes is a long time. 
Well, and I believe, uh, or I felt, and judging by the email I've poured through this morning, uh, many people agree uh, that it was just so frustrating to watch. Why? With the Gavi refusing to answer questions, really. The two of them talking over each other yeah, a lot. That was rough. And it just, it's it was tiresome. You know, I had such a rooting interest and I have such a bias on the... Uh on the subject matter, all of the topics, I was just, just trying to put that aside best I could, like to, I don't know why, I don't know why anybody would ever want to watch anything as the mythical undecided voter. How many people are there that are like that? How many people don't turn into debates with a strong rooting interest one way or the other? Wouldn't be very many. Right, persuadables. Yeah, that's that's true. That's true. Although, I don't know. It's so shallow these days. I mean, tribal affiliations and, and belief and policies and whatever, they're so not based on logical thought. I liked it. Maybe it's just a naive fantasy of mine that you'd think people might tune in and say, wow, that guy really makes sense. That policy didn't deliver the results it promised. But again, what, what is the percentage of people who would answer that to that description? I don't know. I was thinking maybe the main takeaway, at least on Gavin Newsom's side, is you know here here's a guy who's willing to go on Sean Hannity's show and argue with Governor DeSantis, where most Democrats will not even acknowledge Fox as being an, ex- an existing news operation, right? And that right. might be a benefit to him if and when he runs for president. I'm kind of curious to seek out reactions to it from liberal media, just how they thought Gavi did. Um, the New York Times was just whining like a spoiled child that Hannity seemed to be coming at it from a per- conservative direction, oh. and it was two-on-one. I'm yeah. like, you effing blind idiots. That's every single debate, bar none, on every network throughout history, just on the other side. Right. That was the biggest takeaway for me as I was watching that. I thought, wow, so this is what a debate would be like. If the questions were asked from the conservative perspective, you don't ask a question about the border and say, Governor DeSantis, you want to shut down the border and have stricter immigration. What about trans blind women and their children who are trying to blah, blah, blah. Um, And instead it was, what do you say to people out there? uh, Or or this, this conservative, do you... We've got a whole bunch of people from all these countries that come in. Do you think dangerous people have come into the country? They would never ask that. George Stephanopoulos would never ask that, or on MSNBC or, or on uh, any of the, the any major debate network moderators ever ask it from that perspective. Yeah, I yeah, it was. Uh, I wish they could get that fixed. I'll never understand why the Republican Party doesn't demand that. It's so confusing to me. I don't know. I don't know. And it doesn't have to. They don't have to be asked from a conservative perspective, but ask them from a a neutral perspective. Or have a a conservative and a liberal up there. And, and, you know, it's just it's the great the great uh, head fake that is the mainstream media. Right wing news is biased. We're not. We're right down. the. We're fair. We're journalists, which is just laughable. Yeah, get away with it. Uh, we should start the show officially so we don't get in trouble with the FCC, and then we got uh, we ought to mention at least what I think might be the biggest news story of the day. Uh, uh, so that's on the way. Um, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is Friday, December 1st.
We got a brand new month here, the year 2022 or 2023. Your rent is due. The rent is too damn high. December 1st, 2023, we are Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Yeah, astonishingly enough, this is uh, my daughter's birthday. That part isn't astonishing. You know, you got to have one day that's your birthday, but uh, she's 31 now. Wow. I have a 31 year old child. Have you done the math on that? Because that doesn't uh, sound repeatedly. right. All right, let's begin the show officially now. According to FCC rules and regulations, hoping the computers work, we are their slaves after all. Here we go at Mark. We have to get real here. We have to understand that that Biden is not a job. He has no business running for president. And, you know, Gavin Newsom agrees with that. He won't say that. That's why he's running his shadow campaign. Well, I'll take uh, I will take Joe Biden at 100 versus Ron DeSantis any day of the week at any age. Well, see, you'd prefer a vegetable in the in the White House to the capable and popular governor of Florida. That is interesting. Now, I was Tell hi- us more. I was highly biased, obviously, going into it from a DeSantis perspective on uh, the, the way he handled COVID and all kinds of different things. But I did think Newsom had a pretty good line when he said, you're losing to Trump by 43 points in your own state. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, that was, was a, a solid shot. That's yeah. a pretty good blast. That's a hard one to respond to. <laughs> Ouch. Ah. Anyway, we got uh, highlights from that. And we're actually going to talk to a, uh, a Republican congressperson who was fact-checking the debate in real time, which I was watching on Twitter. And one of Gavin Newsom's most effective critics in California, the fabulous Kevin Kiley. So I do want to mention maybe the biggest story of the day. The New York Times has uh, somebody leaked this out. The IDF had the plans for Hamas's attack that they pulled off on October 7th uh, for a year. And for whatever reason, deemed them aspirational and not something they could actually pull off. But in exactly the way they did it. The very, very idea of the whole thing. Um, that is a failure of government. Is it kind of sounds similar to nine eleven, where we just thought, eh, they couldn't do that, could they, or would they? I don't know. Well, it was to put it as plainly as possible, they underestimated their enemy, which is a a horrific error in a conflict. Yeah, might as be. everybody has known for a thousand, thousand years yeah. in the history of conflict. Yeah, it might be the most uh, common thing throughout war from the dawn of time is underestimating your thinking your enemy couldn't do that or you could easily stop them. But they, they had the exact plan and just thought though they couldn't pull that off. And then it, the New York Times version gets into uh, trying to connect dots that Benjamin Netanyahu was more focused on the West Bank and the um, uh, Jewish settlers there because he was trying to bolster his uh, religious base because his poll numbers were so low and a lot of the IDF was focused over there and so were not available when the attack came. So uh, I didn't now I heard I've been trying to confirm this. I heard on MSNBC. That in one of the polls in Israel, Benjamin Netanyahu has, currently has a 4% approval rating. If that's true, that is very low. That's, a, that's, a, that's quite low. You're close to zero. Yes, it's within the margin of, of error if nobody approves of you. I think that 4% probably misunderstood the question. I mean, that is a tiny, tiny number. Yeah. So more on that story coming up later. How does mailbag look? Oh, it's, it's quite good, but uh, first we need to do Clips of the Week, of course. Oh, wow, we're into a brand new month. You can smell Christmas from here. 
Lots on the way. Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. What's up with you? How you doing? Just gave myself a paper cut. Oh, the worst. First one of the years. The dry skin season, I think, probably. It is the dry skin season. I have to walk around with a tub of lotion. Um, uh, getting a Christmas tree this weekend. I had a conversation with the boys last night. Real or uh, fake? Henry is hardcore. We got to have a real tree. <clears throat> Sam, as a teenager, is a, I don't care. <laughs> oh man that's something <laughs> really good mailbag coming up uh, freedom loving quote of the day i absolutely love it's one of my all-time favorites but first the friday tradition let's take a fond look back at the week that was it's cow clips of the week three two one lift off. it's beginning to look a lot like christmas everywhere you go Nine most terrifying words in the English language are... We're from the government. We're here to help. We have too much division in this country and too many threats around the world to be sitting in chaos once again. The Chinese government is releasing new details about a surge in respiratory illnesses. Two ballistic missiles were fired in the direction of the USS Mason from Yemen. Johnson is blaming Republicans, anti-black racism, former mayor and fellow Democrat Lori Lightfoot, and right-wing extremists. Is this president amenable to meeting with Stevie Wonder? Take place. This is bullying. I don't live my life with regrets. 
There is no country in the world where it is conceivable that a man of my origins could be standing here next to the President of the United States. This is the last full day of this, uh, this truce. A ceasefire always favors the weaker side. Clearly they're going to gain a tactical advantage over the next few days, or as long as this pause extends, and, and they'll use it to their means. Elon Musk and X was not necessarily a positive one for us. Go f*** yourself. Is that clear? Wow. Ended with a little Dolly Parton. Conflicted cow there. Here's your freedom-loving quote of the day. Actually, got a note from Otis and Folsom pointing out that uh, the, the very Supreme Court case we talked about with Tim Sandifer yesterday in Hour 4 of the show. If you missed it, grab uh, via podcast, Armstrong and Getty On Demand, Hour 4. Um, it has to do with uh, reining in the the uh, legislative, executive, and judicial power of the bureaucracy. They can make up rules, enforce them, then fine you or put you in jail without a trial, which is crazy. In the Atlantic, they describe that same case as the case that could destroy the government. Wow. Well, you want to talk about a different perspective. Again, uh, listen to our four yesterday, and I thought that was a perfect setup to this quote from D.H. Lawrence. Men fight for liberty and win it with hard knocks. Their children brought up easy. Let it slip away again, poor fools. And their grandchildren are once more slaves. Yipes. That is a blockbuster. Or as Reagan put it, we're never more than one generation away from losing our freedom. Absolutely true. Mailbag. Drop us a line, would you? Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. We didn't get this text. Would your monkey prefer a real tree or an artificial tree? That's a good question. To poo on. Right. Oh, let's see. Tim from Indianapolis. Guys, can we possibly witness the first triple crown of clips of the year with Elon Musk? Numbers one, two, and three, all Elon. Wouldn't that be great? Things are getting weird, and they're getting weird fast. Go F yourself. And hey, Bob. (laughs) Uh, In no particular order. Thank you, sir. Uh, Crystal and Reno. Hey, Bob. Uh, Christo and Reno writes, I just wanted to take a moment to say how proud I am of both of you for the way you've taken on the Israeli-Hamas war. There's so many people sitting this one out and not speaking the truth that is plainly before us. Um, the two of you have spoken the truth under these difficult circumstances. It struck me you are once again the bright light in the darkness. Well, Christo, I appreciate the kind words, and I know Jack does too. Uh, your view is not shared universally. No. <laughs> yeah. But that's the nature of the, the job. That's fine. Nice, yeah, I think I think our importance is a little overstated, but yeah. No, I disagree. Um, I printed out, and I'm editing because it's a little long, Sherman's letter to the people of Atlanta, which I featured a bit of several weeks ago, explaining was to it, the good Was it similar people, to what Elon said to Bob Iger? <laughs> uh, no, actually, it was, was quite it? respectful. Okay. Yeah, and it, it explained why, indeed, he was going to burn Atlanta to the ground. Uh, moving along, and it's absolutely relevant to today's uh, conflicts as well. And the winner of last night's debate is, according to Jason, Jack. Jack finally had a debate that was moderated, moderated in a way that didn't immediately put the conservative candidate on the defense. The difference right. was refreshing. It really, really was. Second place goes to DeSantis, not for any other reasons than Gavin Newsom came in, came in last. He had the most to lose and seized the opportunity to do so. <laughs> 
questions asked from the perspective with the assumption that higher taxes are bad, lower taxes are good, as opposed to always the opposite in other debates. Sure. Nate writes the debate would have been better if they were hooked up to a lie detector test. Then every time you lie, your mic turns off for 10 seconds. If that were the case, Gavin would barely have had a chance to say anything because he's a big, fat liar. <laughs> he's not fat. Yeah, more reaction to the debate, ours, yours, uh, Kevin Kiley's uh, coming up this morning, and some quote-unquote highlights of it, if you missed it. <laughs> well, it was only many, 90 minutes long, so you had to, you had to really, uh, you, you blinked, you missed it. 90 minutes is a long time. <laughs> a lot of advertising dollars, I think that's what drove that. But uh, If you miss an hour of this show, get the podcast Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Armstrong and Getty. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I had Disney open during COVID, and we made them a fortune, and we saved a lot of jobs. You had Disney closed inexplicably for over a year. You were not following COVID. science. You were a lockdown governor. You did a lot of damage to your people. Oh. You had more kids locked out of school for a longer period of time in California than anywhere else in the country. That's from the debate last night between Governor DeSantis of Florida and Gavin Newsom of California. Yeah, that was a couple of haymakers uh, landed by DeSantis. Uh, Newsom, as one of our emailers put it, uh, last segment, he had the most to lose and didn't miss the opportunity. He seized the opportunity. He, I think even the New York Times said he failed to offer any competing vision of why California is a good example for America or why his policies are better. He was just on his heels the whole night. Uh, we're all human. We all fall short sometimes. 
I gotta say that um, it's a pretty good tactic, and it's always been true in debates. If you just start landing blizzards of statistics that you know you think I should check and see if that's true, but you're never going to, or you can't keep up with them, it's it's a pretty good defense, right? I would agree, and uh, um, and, and and both sides do that all the time, and it just it gets to where like I don't know, I don't know what's going on here. Forty percent more than thirty percent of the last quarter of. And you just, you're left with, I don't know what's going on here. Let's give people a good solid feel for how it unfolded. Let's do with 30, Michael. Play 30, rather. So I was talking to a fella who had made the move from California uh, to Florida, and he was telling me that Florida is much better governed, uh, safer, better budget, uh, lower taxes, all this stuff. And he was really happy with the quality of life. And then he paused and he said, oh, by the way, I'm Gavin Newsom's father-in-law. So we do count... Gavin's in-laws as some of the people that have fled California. I can handle it. I'm used to a bully. You're nothing but a bully. You're a bully. I understand that. Intimidating and humiliating people. But, you know, California does have freedoms uh, that some people don't, uh, that other states don't. You have the freedom to defecate in public in California. You have the freedom to pitch a tent on Sunset Boulevard. You have the freedom to create a homeless encampment under a freeway and even light it on fire. There's one thing in closing that we have in common is neither of us will be the nominee for our party in 2024. We have to get real here. We have to understand that that Biden is not a job. He has no business running for president. And, you know, Gavin Newsom agrees with that. He won't say that. That's why he's running his shadow campaign. Well, I'll take I will take Joe Biden at 100 versus Ron DeSantis any day of the week at any age. Um, I, I was watching the debate. I saw probably half of it and thinking, I, I don't remember a presidential debate in recent many years as substantive as this. How, how, do, how do we get there for a presidential debate? Mm, starts with the moderators and the rules, I guess. But um, maybe the candidates, I don't know. But maybe that's in flying in the face of what I said before about the blizzard of statistics that both candidates had at their fingertips. So they'd done a really good job of studying up and had, uh, you know, we have 30% higher this than you have 20,000 less of that and all that sort of stuff. And maybe that's why people like, I think of Donald Trump and Ronald Reagan, you know, if your thing is, I'm going to build a wall and Mexico's going to pay for it. That's a really simple, okay, he wants to crack down on immigration. Just it's not hard to you know, and the the phrase that got so much attention this week. There are no scarier words than "I'm from the government and I'm here to help you." Okay, he's down on big government, you know, just like a real clear. This is what you're about, as opposed to a long list of stats that might describe what you're about. If a person was going to sit down with a piece of paper and really look them over, right? I would agree, and I think you're you're on to DeSantis's great weakness. Um, he is highly competent, very smart. I think he's right on with 95% of his policies, um, but he's not charismatic. He does not have the gift of, hey, we're buddies, I'm with you, how about this? I, I love these ideas, you do too, cool, that you have to have in modern presidential politics. Maybe that's unfortunate, but it's undeniable that that's what is. Nikki Haley has that much more than Ron DeSantis does. Last night, I thought his... His competence and, and, and intelligence were absolutely on display, but the guy is not charismatic. No, he is unfortunately. not. Unfortunately. No. Uh, let's hit a couple more uh, clips. Uh, are we still working on the uh, population drain one? Or do we have that? Is that 29? Uh, let's roll. Working that. on it. Working on it. All right. Back to 
Ah, but but uh, twenty three in California. If you're a parent in Iowa or New Hampshire or South Carolina, mm, your minor choice. child can go to California without your knowledge or without your consent and get hormone therapy, puberty blockers, and a sex change operation, yeah. all without you knowing or consenting. How in the heck is that well, you know honoring parents' rights when you're bringing people from out of state to go around their parents' backs and getting life-altering surgeries? What's Newsom's response to that? I didn't see that part of the debate. I, I didn't see, see that part either. I, I would love to see his response. Here's his it. response. We'll never know. That's frustrating. Uh, how about 24? This is a map of San Francisco. There's a lot of plots on that. You may be asking, what is that plotting? Well, this is an app where they plot the human feces that are found on the streets of San Francisco. And you see how almost the whole thing is covered because that is what has happened in one of the previous greatest cities this country's ever had. Human feces is now a fact of life, except when a communist dictator comes to town, then they cleaned up the streets. They lined the streets with Chinese flags. They didn't put American flags there. Yeah, that's good stuff right there. Absolutely flogged him on that. And Newsom's, Fecal matter. Mm -hmm. Newsom's response a couple of times to, uh, you know, holding up San Francisco as an example was, you're insulting, belittling one of the great cities in America. Well, you covered it in poop. <laughs> <laughs> Now, I've been belittled. I've never been covered with poop. I'm certain I would prefer being belittled. You stop saying that. All right, then. Let's move on, shall we? Let's see. Do we have time for this? Yes, we do. I thought this was another great moment. 26. Oh, wait. Wrong one. I was right the first time. 26. My question to you, Governor Newsom, those books... Do you believe that's appropriate for school districts to teach kids? Yes or no? Not, come on, those aren't. That's not part of the curriculum. They're not teaching me, those kids are the, that. That was, those a, are books that were no, in school. Hold on, hold on. The bottom line is, you are on a book banning binge. Your state, one thousand four hundred and six books, three thousand three hundred and sixty-two in this country. You didn't answer. Florida's what about those no, books? Sean and Ron, what I find offensive is the a very significant number of these books happen to be LGBTQ books. A significant number of these books think it's happen appropriate to be around African-Americans. Do you think it's appropriate don't teach in school? That. We don't teach that. This is a ginned-up, made-up issue to divide this country. You talk about dividing this country? This is part of the culture war, the weaponization of grievance. This is part okay. using education. Well, We're focusing on math, science. We're focusing on reimagining our school We're gonna system. Get to um, there was a lot of that from Gavin Newsom where he didn't answer the question, but that often works in debates um, uh, with the public. So I, I think the 30,000 foot view of this, I don't think it did anything for Ron DeSantis, positive or negative, probably. I think he's fine. If anything, it was a little boost, but he's 40 points behind. I think it was a great thing for Gavin Newsom. I really think it it helped his... Uh, you know, just elevated him to a, a higher level of importance in people's minds. Yeah, I thought he was exposed as a uh, as a phony with crappy policies. But if you're fecal matter, that well, that no, that was more metaphorical than literal in this uh, occasion, Michael. But um, 
On the other hand, it is my opinion, and I will defend it to my dying day, that a great deal of progressive politics is unrealistic and delusional and uh, and, and just virtue signaling and tribal. If uh, Newsom was terrible on policy, terrible on the facts, but he really f- waved the tribal flag and really threw those slogans out there, well, then you might be right. He did elevate himself in spite of what I thought was a crappy performance in defending the indefensible, which is a tough thing to do. Yeah, I'm so I'm, biased, I don't even know if I can see it. Uh, <laughs> I, mean, I just, I'm so in the camp of Ron DeSantis's view of things that. Well, what the hell do you know about California? Oh, right. Yeah. Uh, let's see. A quick word from our friends at My Pillow. Specifically, there are two brand new lines of My Towels. You got to try these. These towels are great. They're soft. They're absorbent. They actually work. Yeah. So, what makes these towels so great is they're made with 100% long staple Sherpa cotton. This comb ring spun cotton is what makes these towels absorbent and softer than ever. Now you can get a six piece set for an amazing introductory sale price as low as $29.98 with the promo code Getty. You know, all that's true, and these are really, really good towels, but uh, you could have made up all that stuff about Sherper cotton and comb ring spun. What do I know about cotton? I just know these are great towels. And you can get them out for an introductory sales price as low as twenty nine ninety eight with a for a six-piece set with the promo code Getty. You can get the designer premium line for just 20 bucks more. No matter which set you decide on, that's 50% savings. To find the offer, just go to MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener's special square to check out the new My Towel six-piece towel sets. Get 50% savings. Remember, enter that promo code Getty when you go to MyPillow.com and click on that radio listener's special square. So in hour two and other hours of the show, I do want to get to this story. Israel knew Hamas's attack plan more than a year ago. There's a lot of details to that that are pretty interesting. Um... Uh, did you see uh, Elon's latest stunt that he did yesterday? Would that be the uh, the the truck stunt? He had the cyber truck race. The cyber truck—that's this version of the pickup—beat uh, a Porsche in a drag race while pulling another Porsche. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Which is a pretty good stunt. That's a fabulous stunt. It's a cunning stunt. Well, um, if, if you want a super fast car, I mean, I have a super fast car, and, and sometimes I have to realize not everybody desires a super fast car. That's not right. their goal Although, for their car, but it also had astounding pulling power, hauling mm-hmm. power. Um, it's amazing. The Cyber Beast, he's calling it now, I think. If it ever comes out for sale. Yeah. All right. Uh, do you want to get to the Israel stuff next? No, we got Katie's I... headlines next. Oh, right, 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 right. All right. One more clip then. Let's play 25. He decided to fall prey to the fringe of his party. And as a consequence of that, Ron, tens of thousands of people lost their lives. Not true. The equivalent, if I had your policies, the equivalent of 10 9-11s, tens of thousands of people lost their lives. And for what, Ron? That has been thoroughly, completely debunked in all quarters that Florida had a worse uh, experience than uh, California. If you adjust for age, it was uh, almost precisely the same. Uh, but economically speaking, Florida did miles and miles and miles better than than California. But Gavi will continue to preach the falsehood because a lot of lefties, having adopted the Trump derangement syndrome cultism of, uh, you know, COVID policy, need desperately to hear that. So yeah. they'll they'll believe it. That is my understanding. But getting back to my blizzard of statistics, I'm just, I'm just, I don't know in the modern world if there's 
if if you can land a punch by having true statistics versus non-true statistics, I just I don't even know if you can anymore. Um, uh, it depends on where the people who are taking in the bait, debate are going to get their information afterwards. Fact check. Right. Well, and you add that to the fact that, you know, Hannity could have said, I'd like to open the debate by showing you this video, and it's video of Gavin Newsom shooting a panda dead in the zoo. And I would look at that and think, yeah, it might be real, it might be fake. So, yeah. <laughs> then you add the statistics to that and everything. There's a great deal of, I don't know if any of this is true. Right, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. I had, I so, had that feeling a lot. So it comes down to probably a very cavemanish instinct of who do I want to lead me? Plus tribal loyalty in these uh, days of tribal politics. That's why those simple declarations of your overall direction, like I was talking about with Trump and Reagan, I think might be more important than ever. I don't know. I Uh, think you're exactly right. uh, Katie's got her headlines, among other things, on the way. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I want you to think about this a little bit, Joe, because I weighed in last night on a Twitter theme that was running. A list of things that I hate that most people like. Oh. (laughs) I tweeted out my example. Uh, Tim Sandifer had responded to the meme, and I responded to his, but... Maybe you can think that over, and you can hit us with Things that later. I hate that most people like. Right. Okay. Like Tim uh, said, among his top was sports. Hmm. For instance. I'd have to think about that, yeah. I try to, I'll try to avoid the obvious, but okay. What's the obvious? Uh, modern pop music. Well, that's, that's perfectly um, fine. 
He said it rap. Is? I don't. Oh, hmm. Yeah. Well, I can tell you what my one through five were. Go one, ahead. Th- one through five are the same thing. Eating at nice restaurants. Hate. <laughs> and I know most people like it. If I could pay a giant fee to never have to do it again, I would love that. Wow. Wow. Think about it yourself, Cave, man. Te- text us things like, that you hate that other people like. Text an uncultured line. brute. 415-295-KFTC. Let's get to the headlines. With a, the, a Hobbesian <laughs> forest dweller. What do we call this? <laughs> Katie Green, the it's news It's the machine. lead story with Katie Green. Who's reporting what? Go ahead, Katie. Thank you, guys. The New York Times. Israel resumes strikes on Gaza after truce expires. Yeah, the uh, description of how this all has gone down is couldn't be more... Wrong. Hamas violated the truce in a whole bunch of different ways first. But that's not the way it's being reported at all. But we'll get to that more in an hour or two. From the Washington Post, according to the latest Israeli figures, Hamas still holding 137 captives, 126 of them Israeli. Yeah, and whether they actually have control or not seems to be a debate. From the Washington Times. China Defense Report links high-altitude spy balloons to hypersonic missile program. Oh, wow. Looks like they're saying that Beijing Command looks to dominate near space. Well, they were doing something with that spy balloon that we let cross the entire country. Yeah, yeah, and and it was a little odd at the time and a little mystifying. They have satellites. Why are they floating balloons? Okay, more to come on this story. Yikes. From the San Francisco Chronicle, who won the debate between Newsom and DeSantis? Unhinged male rage. Hmm. Wow. Wow. San Francisco has lost its mind. From USA Today, NORAD's daytime drinking revealed... Yeah, that's the headline, front page, top of the fold, USA Today, NORAD's daytime drinking revealed. So NORAD is the outfit that's it that's to stop a hypersonic missile from China or Russia from hitting us and obliterating us. I mean, they're, they're like, you know, they're, they're our wall to keep the big uh, the big attack from happening. And they had a, a secret saloon where they would drink all day long called the John Wayne Saloon. The details on this whole story are pretty entertaining, actually. Yeah, I'll be able to bring more details if my uh, application for employment is accepted, <laughs> as I haven't <laughs> applied at NORAD. Fifth of Hennessy. Woo! <laughs> from the New York Post, DNA from non-human alien corpses is from unknown species, That's analysts right. claim. That's right, analysts claim. <laughs> is this those little E.T.-looking Mexican uh, mummies we're talking about still? For a while, oh, for there was God's a, sake. For a while, there was a rumor that it was a cake. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you one thing, it ain't alien bodies. <laughs> From Radar Online, Donald Trump compares Ron DeSantis to third-rate OnlyFans wannabe model in shocking 2024 campaign attack. Yeah, I saw his, uh, he truthed that out after the debate. Something about DeSantis drinking so much water, he's coming off as an, a thirsty OnlyFans model. Yeah, <laughs> they're saying it's Ron DeSantis is thirsty AF. <laughs> I, don't, I don't exactly understand what that shot. What the hell? Yeah. And finally, the Babylon Bee. Musk to put Cybertruck's bulletproof armor to ultimate test with trip through downtown Chicago. Hey. <laughs> wow.
Wow. Oh, speaking of Chicago, uh, later on in the show, we have some delightful clips of their idiot communist governor attempting to defend their sanctuary city status and uh, what he's doing with all the, you know, immigrants and the rest of it. Uh, it's just just embarrassing. So uh, Gavi versus uh, DeSantis last night. Kevin Kiley, congressman from Central California, has been a, an articulate and effective critic of Gav Newsom. Anxious to hear his reaction to the debate. We'll have him on in moments. Yep. That's coming up. If you miss a segment, get the podcast Armstrong and Getty On Demand. A lot of good news today. Armstrong and Getty. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.